SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Yeah, we are back. It's 2112. Hashtag health on Monday. Some are concerned on KwaZulu-Natal health. The South African Medical Association has raised concerns that there is a dire shortage of oxygen, hospital beds and PPE in KZN. Besides operational resources, the province also faces a shortage of trained medical staff and healthcare workers are overworked. That is true. Last week, the MEC for Health, Noma Gugusumilane Zulu, disputed claims that there are not enough hospital beds available in the province, saying that occupancy hospital ho- occupancy in hospitals is only 66% capacity. Summer believes that this figure is misleading as it does not specifically speak to beds designated for COVID-19 patients. For some clarity on the matter, because it will be one side, some as anyway, Dr. Mvuisim Zuko. So good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, good evening, Songezo, and good evening to your listeners. Thanks for having me in your program. Thank you for coming. First things first, compliments of the new year. Are you well, healthy and Thank happy? you. Thank you so much. I'm doing well so far. So I... far. Let's keep it there. Let's keep it there. Let's not qualify it. You're doing well and that's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sure. Challenges in KZN. Mixed signals coming through, and this is not good for the population. Summer knows one thing. The KZN Department of Health knows something else. Yes, um, that's very true. I mean, um, you must remember that uh, we have our members on the ground uh, in each and every institution in KZN, and um, there is no uh, reason or there is no motive why, um, as, as doctors, we should be, you know, out there fabricating information um, because really there is no benefit, you know, from that. Uh, what we are actually telling is what uh, communities should expect when they go to hospitals because you must remember when these things happen, when um, communities are faced with challenging in the institution, challenges in the, hospi- in the institutions, they tend to blame what they see, and what they see is nurses and doctors. And uh, not forgetting that uh, nurses and doctors are employees of a, a bigger department behind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that um, obviously has many other issues, uh, uh, challenges. And uh, obviously, if you talk to people like the MEC, they will only talk to save their political skin instead of addressing the real issues on the ground. That in itself is true, generally speaking, without getting into the specifics of it all. But the facts and figures that you would be relying on surely should not be different at all to those that the MEC would be looking at. It's a question of how one interprets those facts or figures and then spins it to particularly address a certain message. But, I mean, the question is, here the report is saying that She's saying anyway, 66% capacity. In other words, there's a balance of some 34%. So what's the problem there with summer? Of course, you have it differently. What is that differently? And what is the problem? What is the problem to the extent that there is that difference? So when we talk about hospital beds, they are different from uh, hotel beds. Because hospital beds, they've got to have what we call a, a fresh human body next to that bed, 
uh, who either be a nurse or a doctor. But also there should be an oxygen supply uh, port next to that bed, uh, ready you know, to supply oxygen when needed. But in this case, we're specifically talking about um, um, beds that would be uh, available for COVID patients because we're talking about a pandemic, uh, a crisis. Now, um, I'm talking about information that I have today. Mm-hmm. You know, on the ground today, what has been happening is that patients would be waiting in, in the um, outpatient departments waiting for admission, waiting for access to uh, beds with oxygen, uh, oxygen ports. Now, uh, in places, for example, like King Edward, which is the largest COVID uh, center uh, after, uh, uh, followed by uh, uh, um, um, uh, uh, Clarewood Hospital, I mean, we, today alone, there were about 20 patients who were waiting to be admitted uh, for oxygenation. Just King Edward alone. Um, we are talking about an occupancy rate of 100% of COVID beds. And we are also talking about a, a hospital that has lots of uh, 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 staffers who have, who have gone uh, for sick leave because they have contracted COVID-19. And those those uh, uh, staffers have to be away from uh, work so that uh, they recover well. But in terms of the staff that remains behind, uh, the burden is, is is on them to clear the crowds uh, or to attend to the patients that are coming in and give them the necessary treatment. I mean, for a patient who who sits uh, at the MOPD medical outpatient department for about two days. Uh, will tell a different story from the uh, from what is being told by the the minister. I think the other thing that you may need to do. Let me sponsor an idea to you that you may sure. need to get some of the patients from KZN who has the experience that I'm talking about. Patients who've been in the outpatient department waiting to be admitted in the bed, and then you will get a different story mm. from the users of the hospitals. And perhaps to make the story even more pronounced is on the reality of that of the hospital beds allocated for COVID-19 patients, the outflow from the demand and the fact that the professionals who are designated to look after those patients are themselves getting sick or having to quarantine. The professional to patient ratio increases, and that, in a sense, makes even the conditions worse, certainly doesn't improve them. Yes, uh, you're quite right. Uh, because, you know, as I said earlier on, there's no need, there's, there's no motive for doctors to be telling a different story to the media or to the public. But what we need to do is to have, um, you know, the, the department telling the nation that we are sorry that, uh, um, like the president did, to apologize to healthcare workers and say, we are sorry that we not never protected you. But in this case, they need to also uh, apologize to the public and say, we are sorry that we were not prepared, even though we knew that there was, second, that there was a second wave. Starting, uh, uh, in fact, our experts have been predicting on this coming of the second wave. And also they've talked about this, the same thing. It started from the Eastern Cape. Mm. I mean, KZN was there watching 
Um, I'm not sure whether they, they, they depended on the uh, uh, sea breeze that it was going to take it away from KZN. But they were not prepared. They are now, yesterday, if you listen to the KZN premier, he was now talking about plans that are plans, not implementation that they're talking about, you know, to address the issue of uh, field hospitals. The one that has been uh, 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 staged at uh, um, uh, Claywood is not complete. It's not functional. When people want to use that, it's, it's not ready. And also the resources like finances that were supposed to be uh, 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 used for COVID-19, they were used to refurbish a, an old hospital. And But the problem now is that there's a shortage in that hospital of, 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 of human resource. You know, the human capital is not there, you know, to be attending to the, 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 the workload that is supposed to be relieving. Very well. We're going to continue with Dr. Mbuyisim Zoo, Vice Chairperson of Summer South African Medical Association, after the break. He has put an idea for us to engage, and we are going to engage to the extent that anybody from KZN is listening to this conversation, does have experience of having been on a hospital bed because they had COVID, and thank goodness they had COVID or have COVID, or worse, have perished from it. Your thoughts on this would be most crucial to us and our continued understanding of exactly what is indeed going on in KZN. Right now, 55,000 active cases, the highest number in the country. However, it might be said or read or understood, there is a problem in KZN. It has the biggest problem in the country in relation to COVID cases and they're being active. Your thoughts, if you're from that area especially, are most welcome after the break. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. MM with a contribution saying, Hi Songezo, it's always easy to be a player or coach sitting in the terraces and trenches. Thank you for reminding us to express appreciation for the President, Cabinet, Corona advisory teams from both public and private sectors and the health professionals and security personnel for their work and efforts. Above all, we thank God for the gift of life, certainly. Another message coming through, South Africa needs transparency on all elements of COVID vaccine development and marketing. Perhaps we might just migrate the conversation to touch on what Summer's position is or what Summer's views are in relation to the conversations now that are picking up in South Africa as it pertains to the vaccine. Our participation on the COVAX facility for some 6 million South Africans to get their share of it with many other countries. Minister Mkiza saying what he has said in relation to this. This year, a target of 67% of the nation's population to get the vaccine. Where does Summer sit and stand on all of this? Well, Songhez, uh, we, we have listened to the uh, rollout plan as outlined by the, 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 the National Minister of Health. Mm. Uh, but um, we are always concerned about the planning it doesn't look like there's a plan in place in terms of, I mean, why now, only now that you, 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 you talk about um, uh, the, 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 the vaccine, when other nations, immediately when there was an, even an indication that there will ever be a, a vaccine, they started talking to the relevant uh, uh, manufacturers and they made plans 
you know, well in advance, even before there was approval of these uh, uh, trials and, and, uh, on vaccines. And they even uh, put money ahead uh, to say, we're planning, we need a, a vaccine. Uh, but ours, there was no, there was no, there were no negotiations, you know, uh, well in advance. Uh, only now uh, that, uh, you know, they only re- relied on the, on the COVAX uh, uh, facility. But in terms of making those bilaterals with the manufacturers, they dragged their, 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 their feet there. But the other thing, if you listened again uh, to what the minister was presenting, we never got any details in terms of the time frames. And also, they're still talking about training. I mean, the vaccine is already being uh, uh, rolled out in other uh, 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 countries. But in our country, we are still talking about uh, we are still going to train people to, 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 to roll out the vaccine. Um, we, we, we are still being told, you know, the, 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 who is going to be getting this. But I mean, people have gone far beyond that debate. They are even they, they, they've gone to an extent of uh, uh, providing the vaccine itself, you see. But in our country, no, we must talk and we must go to the, the, the media and we must talk, but there, there's no implementation. But also that 67 percent of the population. Uh, to me, to us, it's, a, it's an ambitious target. Uh, when we look at the, the vaccines that has been uh, out there in terms of the children, the children's uh, uh, vaccine program, mm. uh, we've been lagging in that in that uh, children's vaccine program. We do not have any good record when it comes to issues of uh, a vaccine. You find that they are out of stock, and children are not vaccinated. You know, those are the challenges that we've been having. But what I'm trying to say is that there is no detail in what the minister was presenting. Final question in relation to how possibly this might have been avoided if there was a fidelity to the proper establishment and running of what was introduced as early as 2012 by the then Minister of Science and Technology. I'm talking about, of course, now Dr. Naledi Pando, Ketlapela Pharmaceuticals, supposed to be an SOC. If that SOC had been up and running and efficient, come the pandemic's time and the conversation around vaccines. Perhaps, and I'm saying perhaps, it might have been a very different conversation. Of course it isn't because Ketlapela is hardly anywhere where it should be as an SOE, much less a responsive business in the time of a global pandemic. Summer's final comments on that. Well, Songhezo, the, the challenge with our country, we always have these good plans, good policies, um, but we never implement them. The problem with this country is implementation. We are good at talking and projecting and doing all these things. But if we had started with that program, uh, you know, we wouldn't be, you know, begging other nations now and, you know, bowing down to, you know, uh, manufacturers abroad 
if we had done our own stuff in our own country because we have enough scientists in our country we've got enough intellectuals in our country to be dealing with these matters in fact most of them are, are have gone abroad mm. uh, now if you if you if you talk about uh, where we should we're supposed to be yes we're supposed to be you know uh, uh, having our own uh, vaccine today like any other nation it's not a miracle they are not living in the sky they're living in on earth like all of us so our issue is that we always talk talk but we never come to a point where we implement like we did yesterday it's a talk but where is the implementation in case at end there was a talk by the a premier but where is the implementation because when you come to people when there's a crisis you must now tell us that you know that hospital is instructed to say if they are overloaded they must take their patients now to that hotel not that we are preparing to no in a crisis you don't behave like that you plan in advance and implement those plans, uh, plans as soon as you can. Well, if the COVAX facility is anything to go by, there will at least be supply for some 6 million South Africans. And what I do know is that we have made the down payment of some close to 20 million USD through the Solidarity Fund. So at least on that account, South Africa is on course to get vaccines, albeit for 10% of the nation's population. What are your hopes and or thoughts around this particular facility? Well, our hopes are clear. Our hopes are that uh, those vaccines will have to reach uh, the, 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 the people that uh, require those vaccines. And unlike the PPEs, you know, where something, you know, they were, they were procured by government, like it is happening now, they will be procured by government alone. And they, they never reach, you know, the, the, the people that they need, you know, the, the, the frontliners. Uh, you know, you, you get stories, you get uh, issues of corruption around. We're just worried about those things that are they really going to get to the right people at the right time? Mm. Well, sir, I do wish you well. I do wish you health. And I do wish that some, if not all, I'm saying some because I'm realistic and I know in which country I live, but I will be utopian in my thoughts and hopes that all of what you have lamented as a shortcoming shortcoming in our nation's response to COVID-19 is indeed met and is met timelessly because, of course, you know better than I do in a pandemic time on anything is of the essence. Final Thank comment. you very much, Sonia. Thank you, sir. Have yourself a great evening. 2131, everybody. Man. Thank you. Dr. Mvuyesi, that is him. Dr. Mvuyesi is, well, certainly not holding back in relation to what he thinks as to some of the challenges, not just in KZN, but at national level. Of course, he's the vice chairperson of the South African Medical Association, representing the interests of the doctors who know exactly what is going on in the healthcare facilities. I do not have a call. I do not have a WhatsApp. I do not have, ah, I do have a voice note. I'm super tempted to play this one even without having listened to it. Yo, I wouldn't dare do that. But yeah, here's one message that has just come through. Sir, why only 67%? Government should be aiming to vaccinate 100%. How will they choose who to exclude? Will some of these left out be taxpayers who make such purchases possible by their tax contributions? Interesting comment. I must confess I didn't quite get everything of what Minister Mkiza had said in relation to the 67 and why specifically the number. I do endeavor to get more clarity on that and of course I will get back to you on that. I do endeavor to make it my homework to make sure that to the extent possible 
our listeners are informed. That's why you choose us. We try and be the news and information leader as what we once were. Now we are certainly leading the conversation and it has been great in the last 90 minutes. Thank you to you who listen and thank you to everybody else who makes this country go forward, not least to you who is at home by 9 p.m., washing hands, wearing a mask, keeping a physical distance, but being physically alive and socially connected. I don't like the term social distance, although I've come to accept what it means in the broader conversations around COVID-19. It is 2021. Let's have more positive engagements. Let's be out. Chat tomorrow on day two of the year 2021. Be safe.